Well, good morning. Good. It's good to see you. If you're looking for a title of this message, it's just called Batteries Not Included. And this morning, what I want to do, I want to remind you next Sunday as well, that's not on there. They'll probably come at the end of the service and let you know. One of the overseers of our church and one of my pastors, Pastor Jim LaFoon, is going to be with us next week at the Jennings campus at 6 o'clock. He actually walks in the prophetic, not in the pathetic, in the prophetic. And uh, he's just, he's been with me since the beginning of our church planning and all that we did. And so I want to encourage you to get there early because it's going to be a full house. And so I want to encourage you to be there. And so this morning, just I want to tell you, welcome back. And we've, we've started a series called Activated. I think Pastor JJ came last week and he's a South African ducks, uh, you know, uh, duck commander version. But anyway, with his long beard and everything and so. I thought, anyway, it's just, how many hunters do we have anyway? And so, but this morning, what I want to do is I want to talk about what it called. How many know that Jesus is alive and he's still active? Amen. You know, what? he's speaking, he's saving, he's working, he's healing people right now. Amen. And I believe this, he's called us as a church to be alive and to be activated. You know, it's been said the church is the hope of the world, but I believe the activated church is the hope of the world. What do you mean, Pastor Bubba? You know, the book of Acts is a demonstration of the activated church. When you find there's, 30, there's 40 miracles in the book of Acts and 39 of them happen outside the walls of the church. And so I believe that many times we look for miracles and we think what's well, going to happen here this morning. I've seen miracles happen more outside the church than I've seen inside the church. And so but this morning, you know, when I look at it today, I want to share with you what is the catalyst or what, it, what was it the push that, that we have the activated church? Here's the thing. I want to ask you a question. And it's not a trick question. What was the last command Jesus gave the disciples? Did he say go or did he say wait? Okay, I'm not going to answer that because I don't, I'm not really sure. Okay, I got the answer, okay? I have the, I have the master copy of the notes. Is that okay? And see, I believe, if you look in the book, let's look in the book of Acts. And don't take my word for it. Let's see what Jesus said. The book of Acts. And while, and while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to what? Wait. Wait. For the promise of the Father, which is, he said, you heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. But you will receive power. Say when we say power. power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Why would Jesus tell them to wait? They got to go work. They got to go do. See, Jesus knew they couldn't do what he asked them to do without giving them the power to do it. Come on. And see, all of our efforts, all of our gifts, all of our talents, all of our singing, all of our preaching means nothing if we're not filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. And see, the promise of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit, is not just for pastors. It's not just for worship leaders. It's not just for missionaries. But it's offered to each and every one of us. God's no respecter of persons. Luke, who's a follower of Jesus, listen, and a doctor, he authored two books. He authored 
the Gospel of Luke, and he authored the book of Acts. And what I want to do, I want to show you a parallel in Luke when Jesus did something and what happens when God does something in the book of Acts with the church. Can I just parallel? I'm, and see, Luke chapter 3, Jesus' ministry begins by the Spirit descending upon him. We know when he was baptized in the water, we know that the Spirit of God came and baptized him. It was like a dove. Is that symboli- That's symbolic, just like many things in the Bible. It talks about oil, water, fire, wind. Those are symbols of the Holy Spirit coming and the way he comes many times. But he said in Acts chapter 2, the church is birthed by the Spirit descending upon them. In Luke 4, Jesus' first sermon was how the Spirit was upon him to set captives free. In Luke chapter 4, Jesus, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Acts chapter 2, Peter's first sermon was about the Spirit's power to set captives free. Luke 4, Jesus is led into the wilderness by the Spirit to face accusations and temptation. Acts 4, the apostles are led to face accusers and respond by the power of the Holy Spirit. Luke, Jesus gets sent out by the Spirit to preach the gospel. Acts, the Spirit is given to the church to to be sent out to preach the gospel. The Holy Spirit is activated, has activated the church. What do you mean? Jesus' ministry, listen to me was spirit-filled, spirit-led, and spirit-enabled. Are you with me? Okay? If Jesus, the the disciples in the first church depended on the spirit of, the, the, the power of the spirit, how much more should we? You see, there are mixed emotions when you begin to talk about the Holy Spirit. Why do, why do you say that, Pastor Rowe? Because some of you have had some, you know what? We've been fed a lot, some bad PR about the Holy Spirit. Are you hearing me? The first thing I think sometimes is that, man, I, I know I'm not going to that crazy church. You know, they, they like hoop and holler and, you know, uh, you know, women can't wear makeup. They got to have hymns and all that. I believe it's a sin for some women not to wear makeup. I'll just say that. But anyway, okay, and some men need to wear facial hair anyway. But here's the thing, and I'm not trying to get on anything. But, you know, sometimes I remember going to a church one time I used to go to, and, and, and people run around doing stuff, and you're just like, oh, my gosh, what is this? And then we used to have this one lady every time about the time of the church the service, because my grandmother used to drag me around the churches. And I remember she's just like, this lady would go, woo, 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 woo. We used to call her Sister Teapot. She's brewing. Woo! And then she would go, and and it was like God was mad at everybody. You know what I mean? And so we've had, I mean, you've had those crazy moments. Or maybe you've had those those things where there's cautions based on experience. Someone told you something or you saw on TV and you go, I got to be careful, you know. And then there's those just confused. I don't know what to believe. I don't know what to trust. And so what I want to do with this message, I just want to give you an understanding how the Holy Spirit wants to come in your life and why the devil wants to keep him from your life. Are you hearing me? How many of you know the devil would bring fear? The devil would be confusion. He's a thief. Remember that? He's a thief. So he wants to rob you of the fullness of what God wants to bring you. Amen? I'm preaching better and you're, you're, you're shouting, yeah. See, the greatest strategy of the enemy is for you to be afraid or confused of the number one thing that can change your life forever. You see, the enemy knows the Holy Spirit is the game changer. He doesn't mind you looking as par- kind of the part as long as you don't have power. 
You see, well, Pastor, but without power, you can't be who you are fully called to be. You see, the enemy does not want you to be activated. What I have here is I brought my drill gun. And what I do is that when I press the button on my drill gun, it has power to screw things, undo things, do things. Come on, it has a purpose. Are you hearing me? But without the battery, without the power, things, frames don't get hung in my house, and my wife might not be mad, might not be glad. And see, but with the battery, which represents the spirit of God, when you activate it on the on this instrument that's designed to do something, it can do what it was designed to do. Amen. And some of you are like this. God, I got all the right parts. I got all the right things. But there's one thing you're missing. It's called the power of the Holy Spirit, the battery. Okay, y'all see the word picture. I didn't bring my bozo. This time I brought a drill. For some of you, you don't know. When I preached here, I brought a bozo last time. See, the enemy is after the only thing in your life that makes a difference. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that makes the difference in your life. You see, until you understand the power of the Holy Spirit, you'll walk around looking the same, feeling the same, and having no power to change. Am I in the right place? Okay, I'm going to ask again. Am I in the right place? See, when I preach, I expect people to, to talk back to me, okay? I'm different than Pastor Josh. I'm different than Pastor Jay. I'm a lot different than my son, but I'm just Pastor Bubba. And so I like participation. Is that all right? I don't mind if I say something good, you stand up. I don't care. Just don't bang your head on the chair and act like you don't care. But anyway, until you understand the power of the Holy Spirit, you'll walk around just like that. See, the power of the Holy Spirit gives, number one, is this, hope for the hurting. Hope for the hurting. See, Romans says, like, now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, Fill you overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. Now listen to me. You gotta have the you gotta have the Holy Spirit to get the byproduct of joy and peace. Are you hearing me? Those are byproducts. You see, they're called the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, self-control. All those things. Those are just byproducts. You can't walk in those unless you have the power of the Spirit. Are you hearing me? How many of you have ever, someone just cut in front of you in the Walmart parking and you like want to give them a peace symbol? Are you the inner jerk and you comes out and go, (laughs) then you realize it's someone that goes to church with you and you go. You see, what happens is, is that, you know, those are just byproducts. And see, that's what the enemy wants to do. He didn't want you to have the Holy Spirit. He wants to blind you and think you can go, you can live life without him. And see, what he wants to do, he wants to blind you. And you're constantly looking for peace. You're constantly looking for joy. But the, the joy and the peace that God gives happens when you're filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm in the right church. And see what it says right here. Let's let's finish. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continue to surround your life with a superabundance until you radiate with hope. Look, I've had 53, almost 54 treatments of radiation. I've had, I mean, not a radi- of chemo. I've had 15 rounds of radiation. If anybody radiates in this church, I do. I have a chemo anointing that radiates. And see, here's the thing. 
I don't care what you go through in life or where you've been. Listen, I appreciate you praying for me. I was in the hospital 12 days ago. I had an infection in my blood. I don't know how it happened, but I've walked through some stuff this past year. I should have been dead twice. That's a whole nother story. But even in the midst of what I'm doing, I still have hope in God. He's the same God that saved me. He's the same God that will carry me. He's the same God that will meet me no matter what situation I'm in. And I'm not just kind of like, oh, I'm going to lay in my bed and, you know. Listen, I went to the Jennings Hospital for the first time. I didn't go to Lourdes. All the girls that were nurses go to my church. And the ones that didn't, they were, in, they were going, hey, I want you to meet my pastor. You know, and I'd walk around the halls and I'd meet people. I'd pray with people, pray for them. I had ladies come in there to go to our church, one in counseling. They're crying while I'm laying in bed. I mean, the, how many of you believe the Lord can lead you places? I've been led so many different times in so many situations. I told a guy one time when I was in Baton Rouge, my truck broke down, and the Lord spoke to me and said, You see that guy right there, Bubba? And see that lady? He's fixing to commit adultery on his wife with that lady. And I want you to go tell him. I'm like, shh, you crazy, Lord. I'm literally sitting on the overpass, broke down. And I like to say, I just went and did it. But I'm like, I got to check this out. And so what I did is I, I went like, you remember when they used to have pay phones? Okay, I went in the lobby and I acted like I was on the pay phone. This is a true story, I promise you. And this lady, I was like, she goes in and gets a room. She's checking, I'll go, okay. I'm like, oh, God. I'll go, all right, that's James Bond for the Lord. And then I remember going, and the guy was in a Jeep, Comanche, white. If that was you, God bless you. But anyway, I don't know who he is, but he was in Baton Rouge. And I... <laughs> And I knock, I knock on his window, and he looks at me like I'm crazy, and he's on the phone. And he goes, mm. he goes, you need something? I go, um, um, yes. The Lord wanted me to let you know that he knows you're fixing to break his heart, and you're going to destroy your family if you commit adultery with the woman that's just checked into the hotel. And that's all he told me to say. That's all. <laughs> and literally, I got back up much. I see the lady get in her car, looking around, drive off. And I see the guy drive off. Are you hearing me? That doesn't, look, that don't happen to regular people. That happens to people that say, I want to be led by your spirit, God. Use me. Do whatever you want. I can't tell you, you know, the whole building thing. I was thinking, I was sitting here and thinking, God told us years ago he was going to give us buildings. He was going to give us land. He was going to bless. How many of you know we need a building? Okay, three people know you need a building. Okay. Now, how many of you believe God can give us a building? How many of you believe God can give us a land? You know, how many of you believe that God can work what seems impossible and make it possible? You see, I just want, I want you to know, a Christian should never live in fear of tomorrow. Why? You know why? We know what, how it ends. People ask me sometimes, Pastor Bubba, you're not afraid to die? No, I'm not, because I know where I'm going. Are you hearing me? But I'm not ready to die yet. 
I mean, I've had people come to me. I should have been dead twice this year. And I remember Pastor Jim, who's going to be preaching, he said, Papa, you don't think about death sometimes? No, Pastor Jim. I think enough is enough. I'm just ready for it all. To, I'm ready to be get healed, and enough is enough. You see, Acts chapter 7, let's get back to the, what the word. When the Jewish leaders heard this, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. They're talking about Stephen. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit. I love that. Say full. full. Say full. Full of the Holy Spirit. And just Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and I see the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Every place in the New Testament, Jesus is sitting. But for Stephen, Jesus was standing. You see, what, what, what does that have to do? If God is for me, then who can be against me? You see, the next verse says that there was a young man watching. His name was Saul that became Paul. And he had given approval. Stephen's testimony. Because when he died, they stoned him. And that doesn't mean they got a bong and smoked it. That means they got rocks and picked them up and threw it at him. And those rocks hit us. He was a young man. He was like maybe 17, 18 years old, but filled with the Spirit. His life, and he's, before he died, he said, Father, forgive them. Just like Jesus. They don't know what they're doing. You imagine the impact that had on Saul that became Paul. And we know that he became, because of Stephen's impact, his testimony, he became the greatest missionary. See, the Bible, the power of the Holy Spirit can cause you to overflow with hope. If you were here a couple of weeks ago, I said, you know what? You know, my first, my first point was that you need, to give your vo- you need to give hope a voice. You need to give it a voice. Because guess what? You're going to be hit by things in life. Hello. How many got issues that you're dealing with right now? And you go. But I, I learned something. When I had brought my bozo last time. I went up to Indiana, and I had a bozo delivered to a church that I preached at because I was at a conference preaching in, in, in Kentucky and in Indiana, and the bozo didn't work right. He wouldn't get back up. And I was like, man, he's a defective bozo. Because I remember when I was here, I'd hit it and kick it, and it would come back up. But this one would kind of like just stay like this when you'd, it, you'd kick it, and it'd kind of come up to like this, okay? And I go, what's up with that? Then I did an experiment. This is no joke. I said, Luke, my youngest son, I go, see if you can put some more air in Bozo. And all of a sudden, he blew it as tight as he could. And then when you hit that defective Bozo, guess what happened? It would come all the way up. But it needed to be filled. Hello? You get the revelation? Sometimes the reason you can't get back up because you don't know how to get filled. You just take, oh, that's just me. I got the mullet grubs, and, you know, the Lord, you know, just going to go through it. And, you know, I mean, I'm just terrible. Listen, the second point is you need this. You need boldness for the timid. 
That's what he gives. That's what the Holy Spirit gives. He gives boldness. Acts chapter 1. But when they receive power from the Holy Spirit comes up upon them, and you will be my witnesses telling people about everywhere, uh, about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And what happens? Petrified Peter gets up in Acts chapter 2, and he stands, and he preaches a message, and he sees 3,000 people get saved in one day. What changed Peter? It's the power, because he waited until the power of God came upon him. Am I in the right place? Are you seeing the picture? Amen. You see, Acts 4, 31 says, And when they had prayed, the place in which they had gathered together was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God. I love this. With boldness. You see, if you, if you say you want the Holy Spirit, you must first honestly ask yourself if you want to do his will. How many of you want all of God? Come on. Any takers in here? You want all of God? Listen, the only way you get all of God is you got to give him all of you. You can't put no trespassing on any area of your life. I mean that. The Bible says there's a lot of things that God won't come and visit. He won't come and visit dishonesty. He won't come and visit when you walk in perversion, whatever kind. You know, he won't, he won't come to you. Listen, you wonder, why, am I, why, why am, I, am I not getting a breakthrough? Because you're trying to do it in your own strength and your own justification like we all do. Come on. How many of you tried to help yourself and you realized you really couldn't help yourself? How many of you have you fussed at yourself when you couldn't help yourself? I'm not, I didn't say cuss. I said fuss. Okay, the spirit filled life is not just so you can pray better or worship longer. See, the spirit loves to empower those who are on a mission. You see, to be spirit filled is to be on mission to spread his fame. See, my platform for this last year and a half has been in the chemo facility, whatever you want to call it, ward, floor. In hospitals, in radiation centers, in all those different places. Because you know what? People need to see someone that's on fire and filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't go in there and go, because guess what? When I walk in there, first thing I have is compassion. I look at them, I go, wow, there's all ages. There's all situations. There's people that have given up. I ministered. It's crazy. I ministered to two people that had blood cancer. And then I got cancer. I got an infection in my blood after I ministered to them. It might be the devil coming at my body. The lady offered to buy me. And I was so mad. She offered to buy me a po' boy at, at uh, oh, the grocery store in Lafayette. And a shrimp po' boy. Old time grocery. Okay. And I was so mad because I had to fast because I had to go take a CT scan. And I was like, that's the freaking devil. And she was nice. She wanted to bless me. I mean, any other. I mean, I almost said the heck with it. But, you know, I know the nurses. I know the radiation people. I know the scan people. They just look at me, oh, Mr. McCann, or my, my real name, hey, Mr. Howard. And people that really know me go, hey, Pastor Bubba. 
But you know, there's people in the chemo ward that go to our, uh, one lady goes to Opelousa's church, another one goes to the Lafayette campus, one goes to Midtown. I mean, there's all these nurses in there. And sometimes when I go, I've had nurses just come and just go, I just need to hug you. And I go, thank you, I needed that. And they even looked at me, hey, can you go pray for I even have the Korean nun. She comes and she, you know, they try to give me a Eucharist, but I can't because I'm not Catholic. And so they'll, they'll pray. And I don't, even, I don't even let her say no. I just grab her hand and I pray with her. And every time she comes, I know you. <laughs> I couldn't do all that without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's kept me alive. He has a purpose for my life. I don't know what it all is. It'll all get revealed one day. But I believe this is that the Holy Spirit gives us power to be and to do and the power to do. The third point is this. He gives help for the weak. How many need some help sometimes? You see, how many of you have people problems, temper problems, addictions, things that you do? You let the inner jerk come out. You say things that you wish you could put your... How many of you have those issues? Come on, let's be honest. I don't see any halos shining in here. Well, how... Look at your neighbor and so look at them again. You need help. You can't live the Christian life in your own strength. I've seen people do it. I've tried. You need help. Romans says this, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty. How many know we're frail? And he says, to empower us in our weakness. You know, when, when you go weightlifting, if you do the bench press, they have a guy behind you, it's called the spotter. And what you do is you try to keep doing all those weights until you don't have any strength anymore. And that spotter comes and kind of just begins to help you. And actually, he's lifting the weight for you to finally get it up. And that's how the Holy Spirit is. It's like when you've done all you can, the Holy Spirit is like the spotter, and he just takes the weight. You see, I believe the Holy Spirit is your spotter. He's strong where you're not strong. Without the Holy Spirit, you can keep trying. You You can try to help you. Who's going to give you the power to change you? You? Who's going to give you the power to break addictions? You? Who's going to give you the power to honor God with your body? You? Who's going to give you the power to honor God and and, and to give you the power to live in freedom? Is that you? See, you can fight harder. I'll go to church more. I'll do more. You're saving yourself is not the story of the Bible. You overcoming in your own strength, that's not the story of the Bible. If you can beat the thing you're facing, you'd already done it already. It's you and I coming to a point. Mine was 39 years ago. Just a guy making money, working offshore, working for the world's largest surveying company at 19, 20 years old, making money, my middle name was P-A-R-T-Y, Parte. And I came to a point, I had all of that. And the first time we were, I was in a panel when I was up in Kentucky. And he said, when was the first time God ever spoke to you? I said, in the middle of a rock concert. It was police and journey and the babies. God can speak to you anywhere because he's God. 
And I remember the moment when God was dealing with my heart. And I couldn't run anymore. I had to face Bubba. Hello. How many of you ever had to face yourself? Come on. It's not pretty, is it? It's just not. But see, you can't change you. Do you need the Holy Spirit? Here, I've been thinking, well, Pastor Bubba, do you need the Holy Spirit to go to heaven? No, you don't need the Holy Spirit to go to heaven. But you might need it for Monday to go to work. You may need it to stay married. You may need it, you know, to, to walk in your purpose, to fight the thoughts and the things that you have in your mind. Those anxious thoughts. You might need it to break off everything that has held you back. You need the Holy Spirit every single day. Every day. When I was coming here, I was praying in the Spirit. You know what I asked? I said, God, come and move on Crowley. People in Crowley, they need you. They're walking through a time right now of adjustment. They're walking through a time of transition because of leadership. But let me tell you something. Look, leadership hadn't left. I was in charge. I wasn't in charge. The Holy Ghost was in charge. But I want you to know, I was here for the first Sunday. I was here when we started. Because you know why? This is where I wanted to start before I went to Jennings. That's where, this is where I wanted to be. Because I believe that God has a great harvest and God has a great place and God has a great purpose for people in Acadia Parish. Amen? How many of you believe that? Hey, God wants to go from flooding rice fields to flooding people's lives. God wants to do that. I believe that we're living on the prayers and the tears of people that have gone before us and pray, God, bring revival, bring uh, awakening, bring a change in Crowley. Amen? I believe there's the saints of God that have gone. We're just living on the fruits of the prayers of the saints and their broken hearts and believe that God wants to do something in people's lives. We need the Holy Spirit every day. But before you have the Holy Spirit, you need to give your life to Jesus. And that brings me to this point right here this morning. Can you just bow your heads and close your eyes? If you're here this morning, no looking around. If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor Bubba, I'm not really where I need to be with Jesus. And I know that I need to give my life. Like you said, I haven't given him everything. But this morning, I want to give all to God so I can have all of God in me. If that's you, you say, Pastor Bob, I need to be born again. Would you pray for me? Just raise your hand and say, all this place, thank you. Okay, thank you. You can put it down. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. Put it down. Anyone else? I'm not going to beg. You know God's speaking to you right now. Just give in to what he's saying. Don't give in to what I'm trying to plead, but give in. If he's speaking to you, say, Pastor Bubba, that's me. I need to give my life to Jesus. Just raise your hand and I'll pray with you. Okay. Thank you. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's all pray this prayer out loud. Can we do that for those that have raised their hand? Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that on the cross you took my sin, my shame, and my guilt. And you died for it. I believe that you faced hell for me. So I wouldn't have to go. And you rose from the dead to give me a place in heaven. A purpose on earth. And a relationship with your father. Today, Lord Jesus, I turn from my sin to be born again. God is my father. 
Jesus is my Savior and the Holy Spirit is my helper and heaven is my home. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a shout. Let's give the Lord a clap for those that prayed that. Praise God.